Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Improved Podcast, the official podcast of Classic Studios. I'm your host, Chase Collins, and Happy New Year. It is 2023, and we are getting the year started off right with a whole month, an entire month of fitness-themed podcasts. So at, it's the beginning of the year. People are feeling refreshed. They're feeling remotivated. They're wanting to get back into the gym. They're wanting to get their health in order, and that's what we're going to do for you for this month of January. We're going to dive into fun fitness-themed topics for the next month, so I hope you're excited for that. We are kicking off the month with 100 days without drinking. That was a challenge that Brian and I sort of started at the beginning of September, and at the time of recording this, we're about 30 days in. We wanted to re-examine our relationship with alcohol and put a pause on drinking for 100 days and just see how our lives changed or improved or what happened. So it's a great conversation. Part two, when we actually meet that 100-day mark, is going to come out later this month, but I am really excited for you all to hear this. If you want to jump around, there's time codes in the description, and if you want to stick around to the end to hear about my goals for this week, Feel free to do that. Um, and don't forget to set your goals this week. All right, I'll catch you later. Bye. Improved Podcast. All right, man. Let's, uh, yeah, dude. So today, at, the day we're recording this is October 21st. And for me, this has actually been exactly 30 days or one month. I guess it maybe hasn't been 30 days, but it's been almost exactly one month of no alcohol. Um, nothing like that and that's i guess what the episode is going to be about is this sobriety challenge that um you sort of pitched to the group or you said you were going to do it and then i jumped on the bandwagon um and what i I have some questions that i want to ask you but i don't know if there's anything you wanted to start off first with or if you just want me to start asking questions yeah i guess really quickly first of all uh big ups dude congrats on the the one month can you can you think in your mind? Can you remember if there's ever been a time since we started drinking? At, you know, as teenagers, have you gone a month without drinking alcohol? I'm trying to think. Isn't that it's, an interesting question? Like you have to think about it. Yeah, it is interesting, and like we've talked about this a little bit off the podcast, but like, yeah, no, I. I don't think so, especially not once I actually got to college. It's like there's no shot. Like I want to say maybe like when I don't know, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, How about it's you? Just, I I couldn't think of a time. I mean, I've I've gone, you know, a couple weeks here and there maybe, but uh that's one question that really kind of opened my eyes. Like I couldn't tell you if, if I'd ever gone a month without it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to really sit down and think about it, but the answer would be probably not. You know, maybe, maybe like in high school. I don't know. It's hard right. to say. Um, once we I started, wonder how common that is for like everyone who's listening right now. Like, can they? Can anyone say they've gone a month without drinking? Yeah, it's and I'm it's sure a, yeah. it's a fascinating question because uh, once people start, um, oh, dude, yeah, I was thinking about this podcast earlier and like what I was going to say and everything. And this ties in perfectly. I just want to mention, you know, the, uh, the whole, uh, easy peasy for like quitting smoking or whatever. Oh the, yeah. 
the big Alan monster Cars. and the little monster. Yeah. So like once you once you get ingrained into the alcohol culture, like that's the the big monster, right? It's like, oh, everyone mm-hmm. else is doing it. It's just a part of the culture. So like that yeah. big monster is what really drives a lot of like the societal uh like the the culture and the norms around drinking it's just like oh it's legal there's commercials for it there are bars and like my parents drink and like whatever like it's normal it's a normal adult thing like that's the big monster dude it is yeah you're exactly right and then that that little monster is the i guess the addiction right the thing that your body sort of craves and like whether it's mentally dependent on it or physically dependent on it yeah that's exactly like, oh man, today was a tough day. It's you know, it was Friday. It was a tough, tough week. Man, I, I really, I could really go for a drink right now. Like that's the the little monster. It's like right. you gotta, like, and that's people the don't one think that about dies, it. That's the one that dies first. Like if you're battling addiction, like the little monster goes away after a while. Um, but then in the long term, you're fighting society telling you to drink. Society telling you to smoke and your friends and your family not that anyone's like forcing you to drink but hey you want to go to the bar like hey you want to go out this weekend you want to go to dinner i'll bring a bottle of wine it's like oh no suddenly there's all these influences exactly so you know we don't have to get too far into it uh in the intro here but that is something that i thought of today that was like oh this is this would be perfect to just kind of start the podcast maybe or to bring up at some point um just it just as an example of how ingrained alcoholism in our culture, but like for no good reason, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so ingrained in our culture that even before it was legal for us to drink, we can't think of a time that we've gone 30 days sober. Like yeah. that's how ingrained it is. That's absolutely wild to think about. And so was that sort of part of your motivation to start this? Or like, why did you what what made you think this was a good idea to like start this journey i i've always kind of like been curious about the sobriety and and the uh negative impact of alcohol in my life i remember when i was a freshman in college you know i was in the fraternity and everything and uh obviously drinking binge drinking heavy binge drinking like the most drinking is just a part of your life um almost daily but at the very least thursday friday saturday like you're probably having i don't know somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 40 drinks a week like absolutely ridiculous um and i started questioning my relationship with alcohol then and i told my one of my buddies you know james it's like man i i was like i don't as this is freshman year in college i'm not sure about this i i don't think that i have a problem but do i need to have a problem to stop mm. and i thought about going sober and it you know 18 year old kid it's like ah well anyways it's friday now so i'm gonna forget about that and get drunk or whatever yeah so i've been thinking about it for a while because you know i've always kind of been into fitness and stuff and no one is making the argument that alcohol is good for you but that's ridiculous but uh most of the like most of the thought around it is just oh yeah it's bad for you but it's not that bad for you and mm. it it's just an art it's it's a discussion about how awful the the, the poison is yeah yeah so that's kind that's of always been in the back it's of my poison. head 
Yeah, exactly. And is oh well, it's there's like just the entire argument is is built or the entire discussion is built on the premise that it's still worth it. Like oh yeah, it's it's what's worth it. You know, it's just built on this this implication that oh well, as long as you don't do too much, it's still worth it. Like it, you can still enjoy it a little bit here and there, which is probably true. But th- my point is, no matter how much you drink, it's not good for you. And I, I've started taking my fitness a little bit more seriously. And alcohol came up as, you know, one of the things that I could possibly, uh, you know, change uh, in my life to improve certain things like fitness. And it's like, okay, well, how bad is alcohol for me? It's pretty bad for reasons that we might be able to talk to, you know, in this podcast, but what benefit is it giving me? Like, okay, well, it's literally giving me no benefit. So like, why am I drinking? Right. Like, what? It's costing me something. It's costing me a lot, um, but it's not giving me anything. And, you know, we can go into what it costs a little bit during this podcast, obviously. And that's probably what we'll do, but that's kind of where I came up with this decision to just give it a break. Um, well, yeah, I, I want to dive into that. Like what she just said was really interesting. Like it's the, the thought of like, yeah, it's worth it. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, what is worth it? Like there's obvious health detriments that we can go into later, but like, what are the actual benefits? Like, is it a relaxant? Like not really. Like, are you really relaxed while you're drinking? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's like, it's almost the premise is wrong. The foundation on which the argument is built of like drinking is a good thing is just baseless. And how, yeah, that's like a really interesting. Yeah. Idea. So, so that's my point is that the entire foundation is just like, there, there is no reason to drink. It's all bunk. Um, mm-hmm. But, but just because it's, it's so ingrained in our culture um people and there's not you know i'm i'm not judgmental towards people that drink obviously um but just going through this experience really opened my eyes and it's made me reflect on my my past and my relationship with alcohol so i'm i'm speaking to my um my new perspective on it but yeah it's such a part of our culture that people don't ever really consider quitting unless they have a problem you know and mm-hmm. it's the big thing like oh alcohol is the one drug where if you if you don't do it people assume you have a problem you know that's what people say about it um and so it's just it's yeah go ahead uh well i was just gonna ask i guess um so you the reason why you started like you've always been curious about um alcohol um and your relationship with alcohol and then you Getting really into fitness these last couple of years is what sort of encouraged you or like pushed you to go down the rabbit hole of like why is this bad for me or yeah I mean so I've I've always I've always been a drinker right and mm-hmm. I've always known that it's bad for me but when you have youth on your side you can get away with a lot you know when you're like 22 23 you know you're not wasting an entire Saturday being hungover like your your body's still able to recover like you can have a good workout and then drink that night and like 
you're you're not ruining yourself really or you don't feel like you are but as you get older like i'm 27 now um which you know whatever that is older than 23 it's starting to like fuck dude like you get drunk one night and it's like you the entire next day no matter how no matter how much water you drink that day uh the day prior to or the the day of drinking no matter how much like healthy food you eat and like bread that night like it doesn't matter like all these hangover cures um you know and i'll talk about my ibuprofen sandwich um none of it fucking works and you realize like oh this is just awful like this is not this is not worth it and sure you know um you could probably moderate it and just have you know three drinks on a friday or whatever and like have a limit but why not just totally get rid of it because it's not mm. good no, no, none of it's good and um that's kind of where i where i where i am it's just like okay well let me see if so like the really really bad hung hangovers like was also a contributing factor yeah i mean i i've any day i yeah yeah i was definitely the same way like you know just as you get older i think that's true for everyone like these hangovers your liver's not working as hard as it used to yeah, and it's just any day that you spend too long in bed for any reason, it's just like, okay, well, like, why, why is this happening? It's like, oh, well, I, yeah. I got drunk last night. Like, oh, well, it must have been a great time, right? It must be worth it. It's like, not really. It just kind of got drunk. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, whatever. You... <laughs> I just borrowed, I borrowed enjoyment from the next day to sit around and, you know, even if you do have a great time, like, you can still have a great time sober. And that's something that I'm starting to learn too. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I don't know. I wanted to figure out if it was, if it deserved to be a part of my life. Um, and I'm finding out that it doesn't uh, and that it's never really deserved to be a part of my life. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's whatever it gives you it takes away more and that's such an interesting phrase like does it deserve to be a part of my life that's uh, how you should look at most things i think right anything you're yeah. doing is like at, at the end of the day it is a net ne or for me it was a net negative on my life like no matter how i tried to justify it um it was a net negative and like it was holding me back to to for me being like the the best version of myself. It was holding me back. Mm. Um, in a, in a, in a fitness perspective, like, you know, it's alcohol is awful for your, your muscle recovery and stuff like that. Um, you're never going to get a good workout hungover. Um, it's just fact, like <laughs> no matter what you tell yourself, that workout wasn't as good as it could have been. If you were not hungover, yeah. it's bad for your wallet. Like you don't even realize how much money you're spending on alcohol until you stop spend until you stop spending money on alcohol and you're like oh i'm saving a bunch of money yeah. um there's just there's all these things that just add up and it's like wait a minute why why am i drinking in the first place it doesn't make any sense like mm. just because i'm used to it just because everyone else does it it's uh it's that's a shame never, dude and that's never a good reason to do anything but so are you speaking from like when you were drinking was it always binge drinking was it always like having not just a glass of wine with dinner and 
calling it or was it always like two or three glasses or three or four so where you have to be hungover uh so or, yeah this is this is uh the answer i guess is it it was different all the time you know sometimes it was binge drinking but like as i get older i don't do it as much but you know even a glass or two of wine with dinner like it adds up and mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that that I came to realize was that, you know, if you ask anybody, any, any functioning person in society that, you know, any of our peers, uh, what they think their drinking level is like, whether they're a light, moderate or heavy drinker, they're probably going to tell you like, Oh, I, I'm a light or a moderate drinker. But then when you go to like the definition of what a moderate or a heavy drinker is, which I don't have in front of me, I'm sure it'd be easy enough to, for myself to look it up, but my keyboard is loud. I'll look it up. It it turns out that like, oh shit, we're all heavy drinkers, or like, oh, we're all moderate. Like the light drinkers, or they think they're light drinkers, but they're actually moderate drinkers. And then you look up, you know, like, well, what does that mean for my health? It's like, well, it's not good. Being a moderate drinker is not good. So, I I was probably a heavy drinker throughout my entire life, even though that makes it sound like I had a problem. I never really did. Right. have a problem per se but it's still a net negative on my life so i'm looking at the drinking status and status and this is from cdc.gov so you know take it with a grain of salt <laughs> yeah. um, but it says uh a current light drinker is at least 12 drinks in the past year but three drinks or fewer per week on average for the past year a current moderate drinker is more than three drinks but no more than seven drinks per week um, that's for women and for men, it's three drinks, but no more than 14 drinks per week. And a heavy drinker is more than seven drinks per week for women and more than 14 drinks per week for men. So like, that doesn't sound like a lot to me. A heavy drinker is 17 drinks per week. That doesn't sound like a ton, yeah. right? So, so think about like, if you have a glass of wine every single day, like Monday through Friday after work. So that's, that's five. And then maybe like Thursday, you have a couple just because, you know, tomorrow's Friday. That's right. Um, and then Friday night, you're like, okay, cool. Let's go to a bar or whatever. And, or like to go to dinner or something, hang out with friends. You have a glass of wine at, at you know, before you leave, perhaps two, and then you show up and then it, you, you know, if you, if you have one like social gathering in a week, you're probably having like five drinks, right? I mean, that's what I would guess for, I would for our peers. Maybe, maybe that sounds like a lot, but maybe, maybe not. Like you're not drunk, but you're, you know, hey, you're feeling a pretty good buzz. You're feeling tipsy. Um, and then, you know, that's Friday night, Saturday night, same thing. And then maybe like, maybe Saturday during the day or Sunday during the day, you have like a beer or like you go to a winery or something. I don't know. But boom, like you're a heavy drinker. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It all yeah, adds up. I mean, it all adds up. That's like five you just said during the week, and then plus five, like over the one social gathering, you're at 10 already, and then it just adds up so crazy, and you're already at 14, like like that. Yeah. So you just spent $100 on booze that week, mm-hmm. and um, you're, you never gave your body much like rest to get it out of your system your sleep is absolutely wrecked. Like no doubt your sleep is awful. Yeah. And 
you you probably woke up late Saturday morning and Sunday morning with maybe a hangover, maybe just a little headache, but whatever. You're not you're not as fresh as you could be. So, I mean, that's kind of where I where I was, you know, give or take some um, some weekends, obviously. But you know, like big family gatherings or like big like you know ha- Halloween party or like Fourth of July. Like obviously, you're drinking a lot more. Mm-hmm. So. But, you know, do you have to drink during those events? And the answer is no. Um, and that's one thing that I was really worried about because, and we've talked about this, like I've I've built alcohol a little bit into like my identity with homebrewing and stuff. Like I, I feel a small sense of like pride and like how I make my meat and stuff. Um, and I had to prepare myself to let that leave my identity. And I had to let that go. I had to accept the fact that I was going to be leaving these things behind. Um, Because ultimately it's, it's not a, I mean, yeah, it's an art and it's a hobby and everything, but for me, I would rather my identity be based upon being the best version of myself uh, from a health perspective and, in, in a being an effective human rather than being a good brewer and right. i had to make that decision you know and you you have to make those decisions and like i was a member at, at adventure brewing i'm a i'm a gold member at adventure brewing and my you know when you become a gold member you get a little uh you get a keychain with a number on it and that's your 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 member number and obviously it's cool to have like a lower number and because there, you know, there's hundreds of, of members. So if you have number like 362, like that doesn't mean anything. But my number was 007. Ooh. It's 007. It's the it's a low number, and it's the coolest number you can get. <laughs> yeah, that's. And so that was cool. that was part of, you know, these these things they they add up, and they they're they're they create this bad argument in your mind, like oh well, I can't stop drinking because I have number double. I have I have number 007 for adventure brewing for my gold member membership. Like I can't, I can't give that up. Like that's a, you know, and it creates this tiny little like argument in your head. And, and it's like, well, I, what am I going to do? I have all this homebrew equipment. I can't stop drinking. I can't stop brewing. Mm -hmm. I have, I have mead that's, that's aging right now that I'm working on. I can't stop drinking. And it just creates these little arguments and they, they build up. And that was one thing that, that I had to do is I had to sit down and, like okay, is it is this hobby or this whatever is it worth it to me? And the answer was just no, it's not. And by the way, you can still homebrew and not drink. Um, that's one of my plans. That is, it's so interesting. Like hearing, because uh, I asked, you know, what was um, like your level of drinking like before you decided to you know do this hundred days of sobriety challenge? And it, you know, it sounds like for both of us, we were probably at at least the heavy drinker um, or between the heavy drinker and the conservative drinker for me. And that's like, um, well, you are much more like ingrained in that drinking culture. So that has to be such, it's a much more difficult, um, I guess, like challenge to approach compared to like where I was with my like drinking habits. And that's, I think your insight is so, like interesting it's so counter to like mine because i'm i don't i wouldn't consider myself a part of the drinking culture like i i don't have a membership at adventure brewing company um you know our favorite local 
brewery. Um, I don't have a, a home brewing kit. Um, so it was interesting hearing like your, how you had to approach it. Like it's, it really was like a part of your culture. It sounds like, and that's gotta be, cause you're not only like, I guess not leaving your social gatherings, but I know like in certain cultures, like as soon as you stop going out to the bars or as soon as you stop drinking at the bars, like you stop getting invited to the bars and like your friends slowly start to alienate you. Like that's not true for everyone. And that's not going to be true for our friend group because we're, our social life isn't centered around drinking. I mean, it kind of was, it kind of is, but it doesn't have to be. And we're, we're better friends than that. Um, we have better friends than that who would just start alienating you as soon as you drop their favorite habit. Right. But that's definitely something that would like is enough to prevent most people from taking like the challenge to be sober for a hundred days or even just like participating in sober October. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it, you know, <laughs> you'll find out who your friends are. Um, mm. And thankfully, I, that was never a consideration of mine, really, because uh, I knew that my, the, you know, my good friends that I, I really care for, it wouldn't be anything other than like, uh, oh, I'm happy for you, dude. That's cool. Like, whatever. Yeah. Whereas, you know, some people probably, they're perhaps not so lucky and, and maybe they they don't have as good as of friendships um, that, you know, that we are lucky, so lucky to have to where maybe it is a, a problem for them uh, where they will lose some of their, what they thought were their friends. Um, and that's just something that, you know, you got to do for yourself at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, man, going back to like the culture thing, you know, we, Katie and I, my wife, for those of you who are listening that don't know me, we would go to wineries like all the time. Um, mm. and you know, like, Hey, let's check out this brewery. Let's go to this winery, whatever. We got engaged at a winery. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the more I think about it and like the longer that I go being sober, the more I can really appreciate these places for just what they are instead of like, Oh, like let's grab a drink there. Like, dude, we could <laughs> We can still go to wineries and just like, this is a beautiful place mm. and I'll just have a water and, you know, whoever is there will have a glass of wine or whatever. But it's also nice because oh, there's so many things. I, I, I am the DD now, yeah. obviously, like I'm not, I'm not drinking, which is cool. I have, you know, I have all the, like the power. I'm not just some like buzzed or drunk guy that's just there like i actually have a little bit of like autonomy and um i can make decisions because i'm obviously like the most rational person there if i'm ddng um and i get to just enjoy these places and like hang out with my family uh we went to we went to family weekend uh for jmu for those of you who don't who are not familiar it's like this it's this weekend where families go and visit their their college kids um who are students at jmu james madison university and oh man it's just like the the best weekend ever because everyone gets trashed uh similar to like homecoming and <laughs> yeah. i did it sober i did it sober and That's hung out wild. with my family and everyone was drinking and i didn't really think twice about it uh we recently just had our anniversary and we went to savannah georgia didn't have a drink 
didn't think twice about it, just enjoyed it really. I mean, just enjoyed the time. So those were two big things, two big tests. And uh, I never really, I never really felt the need to grab a drink and get drunk. It's just so much nicer. I don't know. That's, I don't have to worry about it. Well, that's like really, and that's, man, that, yeah, I think those are two, two like huge monumental things that like really shouldn't be minimized. Like those are two significant events, like especially the family, parents weekend or family weekend. That's all about centered around drinking like college culture is very centered around drinking it's a tradition and yeah so you're you're diving back into that environment where there's like a bunch of big monsters like or triggers or whatever like oh man i always had a drink on the quad or whatever you know like all these different like traditions that trigger drinking and then also like yeah an anniversary that's obviously going to be something that most people would have a drink at a glass of wine or a glass of champagne to commemorate the event and being like strong and like i guess there's two ways to look at it right there's and i think one is probably better than the other there's one way of like oh i'm abstaining from this i'm being strong i'm being you know disciplined and then there's another way to look at it of like no it's not it's it's something i don't do it's and that's i think like the mindset of like that needs to shift once you the big monster of like you understand this is bad for you and so i'm doing it to preserve my health it's not like oh i'm greater than you or i'm better than you it's like, like this is a personal choice that i've made for myself that's i'm not going to do it because it's better for me if i abstain you know what i mean it's not like, yeah it's I'm, not a it's not from a negative like it, it it's not like oh i'm, I'm losing out on this sober it's the positive part of it. It's yes. like, oh, this is this is so awesome that I get to experience this and really fully enjoy it and be useful and an effective human being. Like, this is you know, this is awesome. This is really great. It's just it's that perspective of the positivity side of things. And that's that is one hundred percent like the correct way to look at those things. And like, I think whatever gets you to a place of like being more healthy like whatever motivation you can like instill in yourself to get there is awesome but i think for people who are trying to do this long term like eventually your perspective has to shift from oh i'm missing out on drinking because i have a problem to wow look at how healthy i am and i get to be healthier because i um don't choose to you know poison myself on a daily or weekly basis Absolutely. Um, and, you know, th at the end of the day, like people make their own decisions. Um, and, you know, I'll never judge anybody for, for drinking or anything like that. That's not where this, that's not what this is about. But what's interesting to me, and like one of the things that I wrestled with a little bit was just like not knowing that it was bad, really. I mean, mm. obviously it's not good for you but like how how bad for you is it i just didn't really think about it It was never really on my radar like you know it's not a problem why would i why would i stop doing this it's just part of my culture and everything you, whatever tradition and habit but once once you question it you have to question it and once you question it then you'll find all the answers that that you need if you're if you're serious about um about about learning about your relationship with alcohol and everything. Once you start thinking about it, 
these little things start coming into place and you're like, I don't know. I don't know. Do I, do I need this? Is this good for me? You know? So it's just, yeah, it's been a really interesting process. And that it is, that's something we talked about last time um, or a couple of episodes ago. We talked about like being on autopilot, right? It's like, well, I do these things because I'm supposed to do them. Right. Like, right. Aren't, isn't that correct? Like, well, maybe it's not like, why don't you dig a little bit deeper and like, examine your habits and try and figure out if these habits that you're like participating in, even if you are unknowingly participating in these habits, like try to figure out why you're doing these things. Like, are you watching the latest season of your favorite show because you enjoy it? Or is it just because it's what's trending right now and everyone's going to be talking about it at work? Like, and you, so you don't want to feel left out or like, are you picking up that drink because it's good for you because you want to, or is it just because everyone else is picking up a drink? And I think like being able to being self-aware enough to critically examine yourself, like that's something I don't think most people can do or like do do because it's just not something they know to think about. And I've had to do that a number of times with like a number of different like aspects of my life. Right. Like whether Oh gosh, I can't come up with any examples right now, but I know. Yeah, that I mean, I know intro- that introspection sure. is a skill. Yeah, um, introspection is definitely it's it's a skill, and it's something that everyone has to learn how to do. Um, but yeah, it's interesting you mentioned um, like watching your favorite show and stuff like that. It for me, alcohol was a it was like a passive thing where I didn't really make the decision to drink it was just like oh by default now now it's five o'clock on a thursday or a friday like Mm -hmm. it's happy hour by default i'm just gonna drink um but you know like why like why why are you gonna drink oh well you know whatever excuse it was a long day i'm stressed out like well why are you stressed out you know alcohol is not gonna solve that stress for you it's just gonna help you cope with it well and i think I think like going even like a little bit like that's the big monster, right? Who's talking to you saying like, oh, well, it's happy hour. It's five o'clock. It's that's what I'm supposed to do. But then there's also like a like a bodily element to it, too. That's not the right word. But there's, you know, something the habitual like physical addiction. Yeah, yeah, that's not even it's almost subconscious to a certain point. Where it's like, oh, I'm I'm getting excited, like, oh, I'm gonna clock out and I get to um get to pour myself my first drink. It's like there's something going on that's like even deeper than like not that you're conveying it wrong, that's not what I'm trying to say, but just like those are sort of what how we're verbalizing it, but I think there's also like the addictive component that's like happening subconsciously as well. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. Um and at, at this point, I guess there's two separate things. There's like the like the habitual part of it, right? Whether, you know, it, it's a combination of the physical and I guess you'd call it a chemical and like your emotional relationship with, with alcohol mm. and like the habits because you form these habits over years and years. But there's also just the underlying fact that like you're stressed out or like you're upset or whatever. Like, you know, if you have a bad work day and you think to yourself, oh man i really need to drink like that's like you're using alcohol as a coping mechanism like that's what your body's doing to manage your stress levels yeah but like that 
that thing that caused you the stress in the first place is still there. And like, you're not fixing that. Right. So being, being sober, it is, it's about like, it, it's a, it's about facing those problems that cause you the stress in the first place. Cause like it'll be six or 7 PM on a Friday and you had a shitty week and it's like, okay, well let me reflect on that instead of numbing myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's so, so funny. Sorry if I, um, no, go ahead. I was, uh, I was done. Well, I, um, the day, so this is, it's the 21st, October 21st when we were recording this and it's been one month for me, uh, sober. I know you started a little bit before I did. Um, what was the day you started? Do you remember? Um, I started, uh, September 17, September 17. I started yeah September 21 or 22, something like that. Um, I think it was the 22nd, but, um, the, the, that Thursday, I think the 22nd was the Thursday was the most stressful day I'd had at work ever, like ever. I think I messaged you about it. Um, or I messaged the group and it was just like, wow, what a day to decide to stop drinking. And that was (laughs) the perfect excuse. I had the perfect excuse to grab a glass of whiskey or whatever. Um, it was you know the worst day like i would love to go into but i don't want to because it's just so stupid and like i'm over it but it was the if i wanted to not do this challenge with you i had the best excuse but i you know i messaged you and you're like uh why don't you just not drink (laughs) it's like yeah the it's just so simple just like don't do something right and that's what i ultimately decided to do because it was like well, I'm not going to stop. Like we just started like how the, and there's going to be days like that forever. Like there's never going to be the opportune time to like start a challenge like this. Right. It's just something to, you have to dive in and do it. And whether, you know, whether it's, you have like a family weekend or you have an anniversary or you have a stressful day at work, it's like, you have to have the wherewithal and the understanding that like, coping or using this drink to suppress isn't going to solve your stressor right like the stressor is what's stressing you and alcohol isn't the solution yeah it's so funny you just like perfectly summed up this uh this scene from the movie airplane where uh one of the guys is like oh like everything's going crazy and he's like oh man i picked a really bad day to stop smoking crack (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's such a good movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, I mean that stressor's still there. And if you had that shitty day at work and then you got drunk that night or whatever, and then you woke up the maybe you didn't get drunk, you know, you, you had a couple drinks or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you woke up that next morning, you would have been tired, maybe a little hungover, and that that shitty feeling would still be there in the back of your mind. You know what I mean? That wouldn't oh, yeah. it wouldn't have gone away. You would just be hungover also. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> That's not, you know, you don't want that. No. You can avoid that. Yeah, I don't want that at all. And, like, that's um, something I've been really, like, diving in on is the only, this phrase, like, the only way out is through. And so, you know, I think it's kind of self-explanatory, but just to dive into it a little bit, like, the only way to face your problems or to solve your problems is to go through them and like actually attack like the root of the issue as opposed to just like going around it or like trying to dig underneath it it's like no you got to go through this thing in order to actually solve it 
And that's something that really, whenever I'm like facing a difficult task or like have a big deadline, it's like, well, the only way I'm going to get through this is through by actually like attacking it as opposed to just doing nothing, right? Like <laughs> the problem's not going to go Absolutely. away if I just sit here and do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, I like that. Um, you gotta, you gotta face it, you know, whatever, whatever's giving you, uh, any ailment, like you gotta face it. Yeah. And using drugs and alcohol to yeah. like avoid it is not the solution, right? Yeah, man. Like today, uh, we've been kind of sick over here. So the house is not the clean we've been, we've been doing our best, but you know, yeah. The kitchen was a little bit of a mess, right. nothing crazy, but it was, whenever I walked past it, it was, it was like, uh, you know, it gave me this like bad feeling I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go back upstairs. Like whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm a, I'm a... <laughs> and then we, um, I was down there and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. This is giving, this is like draining me of like some positive energy that I have. Like I can feel the stress even when I go upstairs, like, oh, I got to clean the kitchen. So I was just like. You know, screw it. I'm just gonna clean it right now. So I just did it, and then I felt better. So like I went through the problem instead of like, oh, I'm gonna procrastinate. I'll clean it later. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um. So it's like a very small example of of what you just said. No. That. Dude, resonated. I think about that all the time. Like whenever there's, you know, oh, I got a vacuum or I got to mop the floor or whatever. It's like, well, the only way is through, and like it's gonna be a drain on me. Like, God, I hate living in a dirty house or like when my bed's not made. It's just like. I'm a little, I'm not OCD, but I definitely like my house clean. You know, I like my bed made. So the, I totally. Yeah, your, your dwelling has got to be in, in order. Dude. Oh, 100%. yeah. 100%. Before I can criticize this world. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. How's, uh, uh, if, do you mind if I ask some questions? Go for it, dude. I was, uh, well, this, I kind of want to, I have a story I want to tell, but first I'm going to ask you a question and then I'm going to use it to my advantage so I can tell a story. Um, how's Katie taken you being um, the DD or you being sober? Oh, uh, dude, she's, she's good. Um, she's stopped most drinking also. I mean, she was never really a heavy drinker at all. Um, mm -hmm. But now that I'm not drinking, she doesn't really have any like reason or excuse to. Um, so during our anniversary, you know, she had like a couple, but that was kind of it. She, she enjoys me being like useful. I think, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can drive and I can make decisions and, uh, like during family weekend, we, there was a situation where someone needed to go drive to pick somebody up, but this was like deep into the day. Like everyone had been drinking. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I'll just give me the keys. Like I'll go pick somebody up, whatever. Um, so, you know, from a, I'm sure from like a, her perspective, from a wife's perspective, uh, it's nice that her husband is, is able to be an effective human, even on a Saturday night, like no questions asked, like, oh yeah, sure. I can drive, you know, whatever. That's, so go, go ahead with your story, man. That's awesome, man. That, that reminds me of, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's actually really interesting. I never thought about it like that. I actually didn't expect, I would, well, I know Katie's not a big drinker, but I was, um, so it wasn't even like a discussion. It was just like, okay, if that's what you want to do, man, go for it. Yeah. I do all this weird stuff all the time. So for her, it was like, oh, here we go again. Another like, weird, yeah. Yeah. And another, another thing he's doing, like when I started, you know, like learning Spanish or like, uh, doing like the, when I 
started building my home gym or started like making mead. It's just like, I'm, she, she, she's like, Oh, I hope my kids like don't have as many hobbies as you or whatever. Not, yeah. not like that, but you know what I mean? She, she gives me a hard time all the time about, cause I'm a hobbyist. Yeah. So for her, this was just another thing. It was like, Oh, here, let's, let's see how long he'll do this for. Man, you bringing up all of those different hobbies of like, wow, I want to do a podcast on all of, all of those. And like, well, do we even want to do a podcast on your mead making? It's like, because we don't drink anymore. It's like, well, we can yeah, still do can it. Still make me. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the best Christmas present. It's the it's the best present ever because, uh, it's homemade and it tastes good. And most everybody, because most everybody drinks, most everybody enjoys, uh, you know, enjoys the mead. And I'm kind of like decent at it, so they don't like throw up when they taste it <laughs> yeah uh so it, there's still value in home brewing so yeah we could definitely have a whole podcast about my stupid little hobbies here and there dude i i mean i am totally interested and i'm gonna go on like the journey of like how you started and you know how you got to being you know decent at it or good at it whatever you whatever you just said i can't remember <laughs> yeah it's not award-winning by any means but i mean hey i'm biased i'll i'll, I'll stand by my mead it's yeah. pretty I think it's pretty good. Well, I'm, I'm definitely, yeah. I would love to like dive into it because I've, I've seen you. Yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll do a, a, a mead making podcast. We'll put it on the books. Um, look forward to that coming next week. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming sometime. It'll come in a couple of months, maybe. Um, but what? Um, when I so you messaged us like you know mid September about this idea, and I immediately jumped on the train because I was in. I get into these states where I'm like hyper productive and like ready to take on the world. And you hit me at the right time, man. Like right when you messaged me that I was like, yes, no questions asked. Like I'm going to do this too. I think maybe you probably had just, we, we had just started the, the accountability group too. Yes. So that was, yeah, it was just, just wanted to put that in there. The iron was hot when we, when you had done that and we were all like motivated. We were all messaging every single day, just like, Oh, this is what I did. This is what I did. Here's my workout. Like, what are you guys doing? You let's let's <laughs> and so yeah, when you messaged me, it just like lit me on fire and I was like ready to totally do this with you. And it was also happened to be a hundred days until New Year's, which was just like a crazy coincidence. So I was like, wow, I could stay sober until New Year's and then like New Year's Day, I'll have a glass of champagne or whatever. And that's how I'll start the new year. Like that sounds like such a great serendipitous, like perfect timing type of event. And so that that mania, that state of like heightened excitement that I was in, I messaged my family group chat. I think I told you the story, but I messaged my family group <laughs> chat and I said, everybody in all caps, all caps, exclamation points. And I sent them a picture of like the countdown to New Year's time. Um, and I said, it's 100 days until New Year's. Everyone in this family group chat should do 100 days of sobriety. Who's with me? No <laughs> one responded. It was radio silent. And I was just hurt. I was really hurt. Um, I was confused. And then so I also forgot too, because I was like, I messaged them, no one responded. And so I just like moved on to the next project. And then the next day I get a call from my father and he is like, Hey, Chase, um, are you doing okay? Like what's wrong with you? Why do you need to be sober? Are you an alcoholic? I was like, Oh my gosh, what have I done? 
it was so crazy. And I had to send an apology text. I was like, uh, it's come to my attention that an all caps 100 day sobriety challenge does not come across as a fun family event. It comes across like I'm an alcoholic. My apologies. And it was like so interesting. Like I had no idea that they would take it that way. But I guess. No, if I received a text like that from you, I would have been like, yes, let's do it. I know you don't have a problem. Let's do this challenge. So, I don't know. It was just really strange. But I think, like, when I mentioned to you this, I mentioned this to you before, you kind of took it as, like, you you said it's alcohol is the only drug that you can stop doing or you can't stop doing without people assuming you have a problem with it. And that was, like, I think summarized exactly what I had just experienced like in real time like because I decided to quit or do this 100 day sobriety thing everyone assumed I had a problem with it which was like so alien to me because you know you had described your drinking habits and for me like I don't drink that much to begin with right like I probably do fit into the the moderate drinker right like seven drinks per week that's probably oh no wait 14 drinks per week for men is that moderate drinker that's probably what i would fit in um no more than 14 drinks per week is probably what i would fit into so like not not crazy but definitely still i have like a couple glasses you know over the weekends and everything like that but um so it totally floored me when my family was like assumed that i had a problem because i decided to stop it's like i don't drink that much to begin with like this is just taking it that much further right and the reason why yeah it's like oh you're gonna stop you're gonna stop drinking like why can't you moderate it right like that's what that's what a lot of people think it's like no i i can moderate it i'm going to stop it yeah (laughs) like why like doing it in moderation isn't worth it to me at this point like you know i'm going to moderate it to zero (laughs) exactly that's like because i you know i've talked about this before but like i really enjoy running i like working out um and lifting but i can't run if i even have like two drinks like the night before it just like i can't wake up as quickly i can't i my body is just not ready not prepared to go on a run and running is something that's just so valuable to me that i chose not to drink to the point where i won't get hung over so like i've already regulated my drinking habits to the point where i can still maintain like an active lifestyle and so doing this sobriety challenge for me was really just like optimizing it like taking it one step further and honestly made it simpler for me like now i don't have to think about oh can i have this extra extra glass of whiskey like no i can't so i have to stop now in order to make my run tomorrow now it's like oh i I don't drink so i don't even have to think about it anymore it's it's made my life simpler in that regard absolutely man yeah like you know you definitely motivated me to start getting up early and oh that's now, something i wanted to talk to you about <laughs> yeah dude i you can't you can't wake up early if you've been drinking the previous night and i also wake up early during the weekends so and i work out like in the morning in the weekends so i if if i drank on a friday i would not be able to wake up saturday morning and and lift like there's no fucking way yeah um so just like you said, it simplifies everything. I don't have to think about, oh, well, I can still work out if I maybe only have like a couple of drinks and I stop at seven. Like, 
how many decisions is that? That's like a million decisions. <laughs> and it, you're making them when you're vulnerable. It's like, well, why don't you just not do it at all? Like that's one decision. <laughs> it's, it's pretty easy to do instead yeah. of like, okay, well, I just had one and uh, I have to, maybe I, I need to eat something uh, after drinking this. And then I should, in 15 minutes, I can have another one to pace myself. And then I need to drink extra water and go to bed at a certain, you know, it's like, no, I, I just don't drink. Yeah. And like, that's so exhausting. Like just hearing you walk through that, it's like, wow, I've had that conversation with myself like a thousand times. And yeah, I'm exhausted by it. Just talking to you or hearing it played out in real time. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, yes. I used to do that all the time. And like the other thing that I really want to come back to is like, for what, right? Like, oh, I'm going to pace myself. I'm going to, you know, take ibuprofen. I'm going to um, eat this food. I'm going to do this, this, and this in order to keep drinking, in order to stay buzzed, in order to what, like be able to laugh more like a social lubricant or like, what is the actual, why are you doing all of this? When yeah, like, exactly. you're doing all of this, you're drinking for what reason? Like, I don't know. We'll come back to that. But you're doing all of these subsequent steps of um, pacing yourself, taking medicine, eating food in order to not feel the effects of what you're doing and in order to wake up early to work out. Like, that's wild when you could cut all of that off by just saying no in the very beginning. Yeah, you're you're putting so much energy and so many resources into this thing that you're never really questioning in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> like, like how how many hours or minutes or whatever are you spending in a week or a month thinking about all these things? Like how much emotional how many like how how much emotional energy are you putting towards this that you could be using for anything else ever? And it's just it's like, well, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. It's not worth that emotional energy. It's not worth that that time. Literally that time that you're sitting there thinking about it. It's not worth it. Yeah, and it, it takes like, you know, of course, like it really, it takes like fractions of seconds to like rationalize yourself and like, okay, well, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And it gets faster the more you've done it. But also you're drunk. So it's like that time you take to make those decisions is lengthened and the time you're drinking is wasted too. So it's like, it all compounds on itself. Even just the decision-making is, you know, a part of it, but also the drinking, like, and I guess you can't say that like it, the second alcohol touches your lips, you're wasting time after that point, but it's certainly, um, uh, not as effective, I guess. Yeah. And, and we've only been talking about like having a couple drinks, you know, we haven't even, we haven't even touched the surface of, that one night where maybe you have a couple too many and you make an ass of yourself and you regret it, you know, like that's a whole separate thing that could be an entirely different conversation, you know, just, just taken from a, a moderate and a light drinking perspective. Like that's all we're talking about. And we're coming up with all these reasons not to drink just based on that. Like we haven't even, we haven't even talked about getting too drunk and blacking out and like the possibility of, uh, ruining relationships or hurting your relationships or like getting in trouble with the law or like maybe driving in an unsafe manner and like having, you know, am I good to drive? Probably, you know what I mean? Like right. th those are all, those are all things that, that, that happen with alcohol too. And when you just, when you look at the big picture of all the, even, even taking out the, 
like the really bad things that can come with alcohol, you know, drunk driving and uh, whatever, all that stuff. Even when you take all that out, you're still looking at like, okay, it's, it's still not worth it. Even if I never drink too much and if, and I keep it under control. So that's kind of where I am, man. I'm like, and you know, I, I've gone through, I'm at, I think this is day like 33 or whatever. And I've never really, I've never had the hankering. I've never jonesed for a drink really. Um, and I'm just like enjoying living. And, you know, as, as you mentioned before, I did say that I'm having fewer highs and fewer lows. And I just feel like steady. And my, my energy throughout the day is better because I'm not expecting this weird crescendo of like, you know, up and down later today. And my body is just like, well regulated. It's like, it's found an equilibrium that I didn't really know existed because I've just been drinking for so long. And I just feel like more alert, like during the day, it's crazy. And part of it obviously is probably like placebo, but um, I'm happy with that placebo. I'll take it like, yeah. It was definitely a blast to record. Shout out to Brian for uh, getting me on this challenge and you know motivating me to start it and pick it up. I know it's a bit of a taboo subject and an odd topic to start off the new year with, but I thought it was fun to sort of keep this challenge a secret until we got to release this episode and discuss it fully in its entirety. Like I said, part two is going to be coming down the pipeline later this month. It's going to be a part of this fitness um uh, themed month of podcasting. I'm not sure if it's going to come out next week or if it's going to come out the week after or like the last week of the January. I don't know. I haven't figured out the schedule yet, but it's coming um, where we actually have our 100 days completed and we get to dive in all of the, you know, the details of how our perspective has changed from 30 days to 100 days. Um, it certainly, this challenge has allowed me to reflect on my relationship with alcohol and reevaluated its place in the hierarchy of my priorities right i talked about priorities last week and alcohol is not on that list it's <laughs> very low but it's um you know just an interesting question so i ho- hope you all look forward to that um as far as goals for me this week i am back in florida after holiday travels and festivities and i'm ready to dive back into all of my projects i sort of had to put them on hold uh just because man it was too busy to keep all of this all of these plates spinning while you're hanging out with family and friends and all that so if you have family and friends around and you're (laughs) managing to do anything outside of just your nine to five man shout out to you that's awesome i've this is the first time i've experienced that type of um pull i guess from uh, a priority standpoint so that's that's been interesting and i've had to obviously (laughs) something had to give and it was um my writing and everything like that so that's that's been interesting um but yeah, I'm ready to get back into the swing of things. I am excited to, you know, get back into running, get back into my disciplined lifestyle that I I love to live. And listening back to this podcast as I was editing was just such a good reminder of where I was at at the time and where I want to be as a human being. Um, but yeah, so if you guys have any goals that you want to update me on, shoot me an email at the Improve Podcast at Gmail dot com. And I'd love to hear about it. It's yeah, some of my favorite stuff is talking about 
talking to people or hearing about people who are doing incredible things um, when you're just you know an average Joe like me. So that's um, if you have any stories like that, feel free to shoot me an email. Um, or if you'd like to leave a five star review, uh, please leave one. Um, no updates on five star reviews yet, but I know they're coming. I know they're coming. I can feel it in my bones. Um, all right. With that, um, thank you to everyone for listening. Be sure to sign up for the Classic Studios newsletter at ClassicStudios.com. There's still time to sign up for it. The first one's going to be coming out later this week. So if you haven't signed up for it yet and you want to not miss the very first one, be sure to sign up. Um, and I think that's about everything for me. I hope you achieve your goals this week, and I will see you none. <laughs> The last sentence of the outro, I mess up. Uh, goodbye, everyone. I hope you achieve your goals this week. I will see you Monday for another episode of the Improved Podcast. We are going to be talking about fitness and health and lifting things and putting them down, picking them up. Ah, all right. Goodbye. <laughs> Improved Podcast.